Georgia cornerback Keely Ringo, a polarizing name. Is there a chance that he could be the best rookie cornerback drafted after year one? We'll discuss it next on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, family? Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout with the Draft Network and your favorite and local running back guru. And as always, to talk championship things and rings, I got my guy, the champ is here, Keith Sanchez. You can find him on Twitter at The Talent Code. Talk to him, Keith. What's up, Locked On family, man? This is Keith Sanchez, senior draft analyst at The Draft Network, man. And like DP says, man. 2019 national champ, yes, those LSU Tigers, man, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, man. But DP, you know why we're here, right? We're here to bring championship-level content surrounded around the NFL draft, man, whether that's NFL draft prospects, whether that's draft philosophies, whether that's analysis, man. But guess what, DP? We have a hell of a slate today, man. We're going to talk a little interior defensive lineman, right, because we need to stop the run because the NFL is evolving. We're going to talk about who we're watching headed into the week. Weekend. Yes, we scout on the weekend, DP. We scout on the weekend, baby. But first, we're going to get this thing started with one of your, um, I would say one of your more favorite prospects as far as just, you know, the evaluation process. I think you really enjoy the evaluation process with this uh, prospect. So, DP, why don't you go ahead and get us started? Keith, I'm, I'm going to say this. Keely Ringo can be the number one and the top cornerback in this draft, Keith. And then when I tell you that, I'm going to ask you, how give me the plan but i i believe that he can in your opinion how can he get to uh to the top of this class as a rookie cornerback in the nfl yeah so when i see keely ringo i see the trayvon diggs conversation all over again like i, I see mm-hmm. nothing but copy paste hit the repeat button same exact conversation man i remember so Obviously, 2019, right, on the LSU team, we went to Bama, Trayvon Diggs. That's the Jamal Chase game. Jamal Chase, mm-hmm. let's be honest, he gave it to Trayvon Diggs. Like, he 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 balled out. He cooked them, whatever you want to call it. He did his thing, man. And then so, end of that season, um, you know, the obviously the scouts come through. And I was watching, I was watching film with one of the uh, Carolina scouts, you know, part of the upper brass. And, you know, we were watching film. He was just like – and we are watching Trayvon Diggs, right? And he was just like, man – I just don't know what to do with this guy. And we were going through the film, and it wasn't the L- it wasn't the LSU game. I can't remember what game it was. And he was like, man, because, see, you get high-level plays like this, right? And then we're watching it, boom. And then it was five plays later, and then he was like, and then you get these type of plays, man. It leaves you scratching your head. And he said, I don't know what to do with him. But I think with Trayvon Diggs entering the NFL and having played at a Pro Bowl level, I think the, the roadmap, for Trey, I mean, for Keely Ringo is out there. Put him in a cover three system, allow his athleticism to where he can carry receivers vertical. He can use his instincts to look back at the quarterback and he can just simply make plays because DP, I I, I don't know. I, I don't read your mind, right? But I know one, maybe one of the reasons why you say Keely Ringo could be uh, cornerback one 
is because of athletic traits. And his athletic traits are, are, are one of the best in this entire draft. No, that that's exactly it, Keith. You look at the physical profile and what you're going to get with Akili Rango at 6'2", 207, a guy that ran, what, 436 in, in the 40-yard dash. So that straight line speed is absolutely there, Keith. So for me, it's like, it's all about going even I love I love the Trayvon Diggs uh you know discussion that that you brought to the table. I'll even go back to last year's class, right? Sauce Gardner and Tariq Woolen. Now right. polar opposites of where they were drafted, right? But both were all yeah. pros, Keith. Both results, players yeah. played at a high, high level. And I think when you look at it, what made them what got them there, Keith? You put them in the right positions. It's 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 very simple. To this day, Keith, because we weren't here you know last year, but I still believe uh, Derek Stingley. You know, uh, Stingley was the top corner in that class, but he went to a, t- a cover two scheme. He's a man to man corner. You're not going to get the best out of him. The Jets drafted Sauce Gardner and knew what to do with him. Hey, we're going to put him in cover three. We're going to let him be him. The the C at the Seattle Seahawks is run cover three and 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 with some man person uh you know uh, personnel switches for a long time. Man, Tariq Willen, go do your thing. Go be you, big dog. And that's why I feel like teams like a Trayvon Diggs as well, just put them in, the, in what they do best. Allow them to protect deep thirds, right? Limit their responsibilities too. Where when you do man them up, Keith, you man them up against the right matchup, right? You Do you want Keely Ringo constantly in man-to-man coverage, 80 snaps versus Stephon Diggs against Tyreek Hill, against Jalen Waddle all game? Probably not. But if you put them in cover three where they say, well, you know what? Y'all not beating me deep. You know you guys aren't going to get over the top of me. Now you got to figure out other ways to, to to get those guys to football. That's how you get the best out of them. And with those traits, and we've seen them, Keith, he played a so, lot. He played a good bit of man at Georgia, but he also played zone as well. Right. Okay. Now let's talk about the other flip of the coin because I feel like there is a, a, a part of our listeners, right? There's probably a segment of like, hey. Trayvon Diggs, you know, and pulling up the stats, right? And in, in, mm-hmm. in the stats are the stats that he Trayvon Diggs gives up X amount of yards, right? He he has low-level plays, even with the Dallas Cowboys. So how do you offset that part of it, right? When drafting the guy and talking about he can go this high. I think, you know, the biggest difference, and yes, the, the stats are the stats, like you said, but Diggs is He's a gambler too, right? Like he, he's got that he's got that riverboat, you know, type of oh, I'm I'm going for it. Like if you show me something short, I'm gonna jump it, and, and it, it works, and then it gets him beat. You know what I mean? So it's like trying to find that that calm balance for him. But hey, but Ringo's not like that. Like he's more like I rather he's more coverage. Like he'll make plays on the ball if you give him the opportunity. You know, he caught he picked off Will Levis. We know he he got Bryce in the national championship game that he returned for 70 yards for a touchdown, right? That pick six to really be, put the icing on the cake. So if you give him the opportunity while he's in coverage, he'll make he'll make a play on the ball or attempt to, but he's not going to be super aggressive in that regard. So I think just putting him in that cover three scheme and allowing him to play his game. Right. Like where it's, everything is, I don't want to say it in a negative light, Keith, because, you know, when you use the word simplified, people, people take it the wrong way. But it's simplified in terms of, OK, side saddle bail technique, drop into in, into the deep thirds. Right. Hit your landmarks and anything that, that triggers underneath or anything that other routes that happen underneath. If the ball's thrown, you trigger down. Right. Whereas man to man, you got to handle every rut that could come out of that receiver's bag, right? Whatever they call, you're the man responsible for covering. That's why it's called man coverage. So I think that's that's the difference. Like I said, main thing for him is just getting into the scheme that's going to allow him to play uh, with less stress on the mind where he doesn't have to worry about all those things, Keith. 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. So listen, I, I think, man, we're going to have mo more conversations around Keely Ringo because I think this is a guy that let, let's stock, right? Like we always talk yeah. about stock up, stock down. This is a guy whose stock has, you know, been all time high and then, you know, it reached some lows and then it creeped back up again. So I think if I had to guess, if you had to ask me, like, what would the NFL do? I think he will find himself somewhere in the first round. Um, so that's why, you know, bringing up his name, talking about him, because I think he is a name that will be called because the athletic testing, being a winner, the upside, the, the right. past, um, you know, examples we have of these type of corners having success in the NFL. He just needs to go to the right scheme. And I believe that this is a guy who will definitely thrive, man. Listen, no, DP, uh, real quick. Keith, okay, I, and wait. I want to put a quick bone. I, I want the listeners to understand, too, is like we're not calling him CB1 right now. Tariq Woolen wasn't CB1 last year, you know what I mean? Right. But he played at a level that got him up into that CB1, CB2 conversation. So into the draft, he may be CB5 or 6. But I'm talking going into the rookie year, and we fast forward a year from now, Keith, he, we could have that discussion where it's like Keely Ringo was CB1 as a rookie on the field. Not where he was drafted, but when he touched the field and played his rookie season. Yep. No, I agree, man. I agree. So this is going to be an interesting conversation with these cornerbacks. But DP, man, we were talking last night and I said I wanted to have another conversation around these interior defensive linemen, man, because, um, you know, there's talk, but I feel like there's talk around Brian Bercy, right? Like Clemson defensive lineman Brian Bercy. But there's some other guys after I watched the film that I said, you know what? We need to throw their names in a conversation because I think they're a lot of the, they have a lot of the same highs and a lot of the same lows. So coming up next, man, we're going to get into this defensive line conversation because there's a lot more to it than just Clemson's defensive lineman Brian Bercy. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. Guys, you've heard me talk about this mobile gaming app before. And if you've ever thought that you would make a good GM, which I think all of us have at some point in our lives, you got to give this game a try. I promise you, it's not as easy as you might think to create a dynasty, guys. Uh, when you, Whenever you play this game and play Ultimate Football GM, you get to control and manage every strategic aspect of your team as you play through seasons and, and lead your team to glory trying to build a historic dynasty. I promise you, with Ultimate Football GM, you're responsible for controlling the destiny of your franchise. Listen, hiring the right coaches and coordinators. We all complain about that, right? Managing all the finances, including negotiating play your salaries and terms, uh, navigating your franchise through free agency, the draft, injuries, player personnel issues, and all the ups and downs of a season. All of this in a challenging and realistic gaming world. Ultimate Football Gym is completely free and playable offline. Play on the go as you want and when you want to. Locked on NFL uh, Draft listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in all caps in the game store. That's Locked On in all caps. So make sure to check it out today to download the game. Just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football Gm starts. You start your dynasty today. Keith, the, the interior defensive line is like a cluster right now. And, and the name that, especially as we get to the back of the first round, early second, a guy like Brian Brzee, whose stock has kind of dropped a little bit. But there are other guys, Keith, that have caught your eye, man. Talk to us. Yeah, I, so we talk about Brian Brzee first, right? And this is a guy that we know is 6'5", right, 300 pounds, um, a guy that 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 flashes real athleticism, able to get into gaps, be disruptive in the run game. This is a guy that can apply um, pressure via rushing the quarterback, right, from the interior defensive line position. Uh, but, then, man, watching the film, there were two other names that I want to invoke into this conversation that I think 
um, need to be moved up or they they're very comp comparable. Right. So you you find the value in it or, you know, you figure that part out. But that's Auburn's interior defensive lineman, Kobe Wooden. And that's Florida's defensive lineman, Gervon Dexter. I'll start with Gervon Dexter. Gervon Dexter, very similar measurements, right? 6'6", 300 pounds. You watched the NFL combine. You've seen how fluid he moved. At Florida, he played multiple positions. And then this is the thing, where I see the highs and the lows are the very same. You watch Gervon Dexter and you just cut on highlights, you're like, oh, man, this is a top 10 pick all day long, right? Mm -hmm. But when you actually watch the film and you dive into that part, what do you see? You see a guy that plays too high from time to time, right? Like struggles at time to get off the, you know, get off his, um, get off the blocks. And I think that's very comparable to what Brian Brissett. So I, that's where I was kind of at with this conversation where I'm like, man, you still need to pull the same thing out of both players, right? Like it's, it's kind of very similar things to where they offer you high pass rush stuff or they're really good athletes, but against the run, you're like, oh man, we got to fix some of this. No, I, and I, we talked about Gervon, you know, during Stock Up, Stock Down earlier this week. If you haven't checked it out, you should do so. Uh, you know, we, we talked about him. And, you know, me, he was one of my guys I had Stock Down because I was so high on him for the expectations I already had. I was so high off of his summer tape, you know, off of last, off yeah. the past season that this year wasn't, you know, it, it left me wanting so much more. But I agree with you. You know what I mean? You, you can't teach what he has. So now it's all about getting that like consistency and then putting him in a rotation where he doesn't have to play all of the snaps and all these different spots on the defensive line. Like, is that's the context of a guy that's at times, Keith, he looks tired because they, their defensive line depth was poor at Florida this year. And, and, yeah, and it put him right. in a spot where it's like, Hey, you got to play 75, 85% of the snaps on the defensive line. And, and it's like, Oh, we're in the sec. Everybody runs the ball in the sec. You know what I mean? Beside maybe Mississippi state, but like everybody else runs the football. So it's like that it put him in such a tough spot. And with Brian Brzee, you know, the injuries have played a part, you know, you know, everything this this young man's been through a lot in his personal life. A whole, yeah. a whole lot, man. So it's like now, you know, hopefully with all that stuff behind him leaving, you know, Clemson and, and, and you know, detaching from a lot of that that's happening, you know, in his personal life, get to the NFL and just become more consistent, snap to snap, right? Like you want to play him as that three tech, that, that single gap penetrator, not asking to do too much in terms of um, double teaming and handling double teams and uh, duo blocks and trying to maintain, you know, gap integrity versus those type of blocking uh, concepts. One of them one-on-one -on -one with guards where he can be a disruptive kind of monster. What we saw early in his career is like a true freshman, Keith, but you mentioned Kobe Wooden, and you know, that's, of all yeah. people, that's my guy. You know, nah, you know that, I like me Kobe Wooden. Some somebody has to talk me down from Kobe Wooden, man, because I, I, my, my, I think it won't be me, Keith. It won't be me. <laughs> out of the three, I have to be honest, man. I, I, I may like him the best. Like I, I think he plays with the most functional strength. Um, I, I think you you see the power that he has in his hands. You see the power that he has in his lower body. Um, I'm, I just, I will ask you, DP. What are your pauses from concern with Kobe Wooden? Um, just getting more consistent versus the run, but I'll, I'll give some, some context to that, to our listeners as well, to the family. Um, I, I sat down and spent some time, you know, back in December with one of his, uh, former defensive line coaches from Auburn, who, who was there for a couple of years while basically the whole tenure of Kobe, Kobe and, and Derek Hall and all those guys. And the one thing he told me was like, man, we weren't good around for these kids in terms of the coaching staff, like there was a lot of turnover, you know, three defensive line coaches in like four years of his four years being there, Keith. And, and he, when I talked to coach, he said, listen, 
each defensive line coach taught him something different every year. So there was no consistency on how he had to face the run, how he hand placement and, and, and deconstructed blocks. Some guys say, hey, just bull rush. Some say hold at the point of attack. Some say be quick and evade and slip blocks. And it's like, then you see a young man who's just thinking on the field on certain rundowns, Keith. So it's like just from that aspect, getting into the NFL and just finding that consistency because the, the one thing coach said, I've seen him at, when he's on and when he's full steam ahead, like when he's consistent and he's on, he's unblockable. And, and I was yeah. like, I see that on tape. There are so many reps, and I know you've seen it too, where it's like, bro, they don't know what to do with him. That Missouri game, bro, he was, he was a monster in that game. Like, you know what I mean? The, the, I don't know who the quarterback was, but I'm sure he wasn't happy with the interior offensive line because Kobe <laughs> Wood was in his face all game long, but also versus the run in that game as well. So just getting consistent, kind of what we talk about with Brzee and, and, and Gervon, being consistent snap to snap versus the run. Uh, but I think placing him, they also play them all over too, just like Gervon. You see him standing yeah, up do. like an edge rusher. It's like, bro, he's like 285, 290. Like, what are, we, what are we doing right now, Auburn? Like, they were just, they did a lot of weird stuff at times uh, for whatever reason. But I think those are the, the the reasons for pause, but they're correctable, Keith. Yeah, no, I agree, man. And that's why that's why I'm, like, I'm high on him. I'm like, okay, like, I'm going to be extremely aggressive. This is a guy that I'm going to pound the table for because I think if you if you get what you can get out of him, you're talking high level football play, and I'll even say it's it's probably first round level mm-hmm. football play. And when you think about a draft where you know, let's be honest, there's probably three or four blue chip prospects, then there are a couple you know A plus prospects sprinkled in there, and then it quickly goes to B, right? Like it quickly right. goes to B level prospects. Kobe wouldn't man with just one or two more good games or whatever the narrative may be could be right there in that conversation because you see the high-level football play. So this is another guy that, like I said, man, I'm extremely excited um, to watch his NFL career, see where he goes in NFL draft, because I think that's going to be so important. And, man, just to add more context, that's why we have these conversations around this interior defensive line groups. I want y'all, man, to go check out Gervon Dexter, interior defensive lineman from Florida. Go check out Auburn's interior defensive lineman, Kobe Witten. Check out Brian Brissett, right? Check out all three of these guys and see, like, okay, man, so when we're going through and I'm like, hey, I want my team to draft this, you know exactly what your team's getting and you're feeling like you're getting good value. DP, listen, man, we dive into the film. That's what we do. Uh, but, we, you know, we want to get into letting the, letting the people know, man, letting the listeners know who we have coming up next so that way y'all can, you know, possibly hop in, watch these guys, what us uh, be looking forward to. So coming up next, man, it's a who we watch and segment. We're going to go over the guys that's next up on our list to watch um, and let you know what, what are the more intriguing things that we are looking forward to from these prospects. The NBA playoffs are almost here, guys, and now's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Guys, all you have to do is download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Uh, you know, you can bet on everything from money line to point scores to threes drain, uh, spreads and totals, player props everything right and FanDuel even lets you combine your bets with the same game parlay and the chance of the bigger payout so don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on that's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more make every moment more with FanDuel who we watching Keith who's on tap for, for for the weekend, brother, who who are we looking to get graded and cross-checked uh, on this Saturday and Sunday, Keith? 
Man, DP, listen, I'm jumping into these edge rushes, man. Jumping into these edge rushes because I feel like it's a top, right? I think everybody agrees with the consensus of Will Anderson, Lucas Van Ness, Tyree Wilson, Miles Murphy, right? Like those are the guys at the top. But then I think it's a heavy, heavy cluster. Um, you know, when you talk about Byron Young from Tennessee and, you know, a Derek Hall, but that's what I'm excited to see. I'm excited to to go through Byron Young, the edge rusher from Tennessee, because he's a guy that was explosive, man. You're talking 40 time. I think he ran a four, five, one or something like that. Um, you've seen the flashes on tape. And to be completely honest, I think that Tennessee they had him playing against the run more than what he needed to. This is a guy that I kind of want him to be that stand-up edge guy, right? Like I want like him three, to be four a three-four backer, three-four three, outside three, linebacker, a three-four outside linebacker. This is a guy that may count to Aziz Ajilari mm-hmm. more than what his brother would. Because I think he holds the weight just a little bit more. And dare I say, I think he might be a little bit more explosive than Aziz. So I'm really intrigued by Byron, by Tennessee's Byron Young edge rusher. No, I like that. And I, and I was a big fan of Aziz coming out. And, um, you know, Byron Young has a great story. So if you don't, if you haven't uh, read up on him, please go check it out. This young man has a lot, uh, a lot of reasons to root for him, Keith. For me, man, two guys that's on my on my list uh, that I got to get eyes on also with the edge group is Isaiah Foskey from Notre Dame. Guy that we, that was yeah, talking about least, stock, talking about stock kind of fluctuating, just, Keith. Yeah, it, that's that's going to be so interesting, man, because you're talking about a guy that was a, probably a top 15, top 20 pick, right, when heading into the season, and that thing just kind of slowly – it wasn't just a a, a, a quick fall, right? It just kind of no. gradually everybody just kind of backed off a little bit more and more. So mm-hmm. I'll be I'm, – I'm glad you brought that name up, DP, because I'll be intrigued to figure out one way or the other, right? Like, like is, are people sleeping on them, or is there yeah. a reason why this name is kind of falling out of NFL conversations? No, 100%. And also, as USC's defensive end, uh, Tuli Tui Pelotu, man, a, a guy that, that just looks good. He, he, you know, when you watch him, you know, watch that USC defense. He, he's the guy. He's the guy that you got to stop, the guy you got to block. So I can't wait to, to dive into those two guys' uh, tape and then get my final look at Will Anderson Jr., which I know what he is. You know, he's the Terminator. He's the scariest man in football. But I want to get my eyes on him again and finish my cross-check with him uh, so we can go ahead and get his final grades in. But, you know, those are the three guys on my watch list, Keith. Yeah, so the last guy for me, DP, that I have to get into, man, is Nolan Smith. Nolan Smith, mm-hmm. the guy that tore the NFL combine up. He's been injured, so I'm definitely going to watch what the beginning of this year's, last year's tape. I want to see is there potential for growth and development as a pass rusher because when you look at simply the box score, right, and we watch the film, but there isn't a pass rush repertoire there. And I want to see, like, if there's something in there that can get me to buy in on this guy as a top 15 pick, right? Because when we talked about my mock draft, what did I say? I almost put him top 10, right? Because who knows? Like, like I NFL think I did put him top 10, top 10 in mine. <laughs> <laughs> the NFL buys into these things, man. So that's definitely someone, uh, you know, wrapping up that I'm going to check out. It's, 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 it's Georgia's edge rusher, Nolan Smith. Man, listen, we got we got a lot of talent on tap, Keith. A lot of talent on tap to get our eyes on this uh this weekend, man. But guys, we always tell you it's all we appreciate all the love, the comments, everything. Keep them coming, keep them flooding in. Uh, as always, subscribe and go follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast to get the latest episode as soon as it's available. We thank y'all for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen, not just today, but every day, every week, Monday through Friday. Uh, it's it's Friday, so it's the weekend coming, baby. But you know what comes out on Monday. 
Mock Draft Monday reaction. So we'll probably pull up Lance Zerline's spicy mock from this week and kind of dive into that, Keith. But um, for guys, as always, for, for you know, as in, in regards to Twitter, you can find Keith Sanchez at the Talent Code. I'm Damian Parson, DP underscore NFL. Listen, guys, come and join the conversation again Monday on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.